Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back or welcome newcomers to the New Truth Podcast episode 118. Well, we're getting up there. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, super stoked, super pumped, super excited about this episode. How to break free from, from wanting the fairy tale love story that y'all are still so hooked into. <laughs> and you know, there's, it's so funny. I, I was sharing this in my masterclass last week that there's so many women who say to me that they're not like, they're not the fantasy addict anymore, but they're, they actually have that experience because they're shut down from love. Um, and as soon as they meet someone they have feelings for what happens, right. it kicks back in. Like it kicks back in because it's all we know. So today, Miss Daniele and I, she's back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to unpack how we talk. Obviously, on the podcast, we talk a lot about the fairy tale fantasy love story that robs women from being empowered around love and from being who they are and from knowing their worth and all of these amazing things. And so today we're going to give you some tips and tools on how to shift your focus around love. So, Because you've heard us ranting and raving about the fairy tale for 118 <laughs> episodes. And I brought this to Kate because many of you have written to us saying like, okay, I get it. I get that the fairy tale is not real, but how do I stop wanting it? Because you can feel the pulls. And I think the way we have to begin is, is actually tell you why you're fueled by it. Like that's, that's how we have to begin. And, you know, in both Kate and my work, we're doing the personal work that has led you to wanting the fairy tale in the first place. But then the main intention of the podcast is to talk about the collective wound around love. And then Kate, you're going to die. Have you seen, there's a, there's a new TV show. There's a new love, love show okay called courtship and it takes it's literally like the bachelor bachelorette it takes place in a fairy tale castle oh and like literally oh. like medieval like at where is like what they're doing i've been seeing this like commercial for this show now yeah so let's it's do not, top it's down it's on top down and on netflix the top in the top 10 shows like whatever love show is current whatever fantasy-based fairy tale love story is Le Bridgerton is it right now you know whether yeah. it's a, a tv series or it's a um reality tv type thing it goes to number one of the charts every every time right away like that's how sick our culture is Okay. So let's start there, like top down on just yes. actually recognizing this isn't about your fault. It is so seated 
into everything. Everything. It's, and, and from like the second you were born as a woman, right? Yeah. Um, we won't get started into just how the socialization, even like talking about girlfriends and boyfriends when kids are little, it's like, what are you doing? You know, that's a whole other conversation about sexuality. Yeah. But anyway, the, the first thing on why the fairy tale is so intoxicating is because it's intoxicating to want to feel that way. Right. Like we live in a world where everything is about chasing a feeling. Why do you have shopping addiction? Why do we all scroll our phone? Why do we pay to look a certain way? Why do we buy new clothes? Right. Everything is about wanting to feel something. And that's what all those TV shows are actually getting off on. Right. Is generating that feeling. But here's the problem. Fantasy is not based in reality. And unusually the people that are really caught in fantasy, and I can speak for myself around this because I was totally this, I'm avoiding my past pain. And that's what I want to bring in. If you are addicted to a fantasy, you're avoiding past pain or you're distracting from your current reality. The amount of women who spend time obsessing about a relationship to avoid just dealing with their own fucking life, right? I've had clients where just like, we just start talking about their life and I find out they haven't cleaned their house in like months. So they don't take care of themselves all day long, or they're not managing their money well, or they hate their job. Right. And it's just much easier to be on five different dating apps <laughs> saying, okay, all of this will feel better when I have a boyfriend, but that's also the conditioning of women. We've been conditioned to be dependent. So that that's the thing. What's fueling the fantasy is first our cultural narrative chasing a feeling, usually because you don't know how to actually be happy on your own or take responsibility for your own feelings and from avoidance and distraction. Yes, for sure. And think about all the billions of women all over the world who aren't, who don't have a life that lights them up. Right. Who, you know, I was talking, well, maybe I shared this actually in a few other episodes, but a taxi driver, I bought, keep bonding with the taxi drivers in Greece here. <laughs> They're so friendly. And one of them was um, asking me so many questions about what I do. And, and, and he was like, you seem so happy and you love what you do. And he was just like, wow, that's amazing. I think most people don't love what they do. And so think about the billions of women all around the world who hate their jobs, who, you know, don't are mean to themselves, don't like what they look like, don't like their bodies or chasing some unrealistic ideal of what they're supposed to look like or how successful they're supposed to be, or they're working themselves to the bone because, you know, that's the thing that women are supposed to be now, or they're, you know, marrying someone they don't feel good to marry or whatever, whatever. They're doing all these all things the that things. don't feel good rather than what you and I do is like living a life and being so ruthlessly committed to our own feeling good, knowing that that's not actually selfish. That's the greatest gift you can give to everyone who ever crosses your path is you feeling anchored and rooted inside of you. So all these women are out there not feeling good in their life in some way or having health issues because of how stressed people are and how people aren't dealing with their emotions. So they've got like digestive issues, or maybe they have an autoimmune disease or they're exhausted or not sleeping at night, anxiety, chronic anxiety. So billions of women around the world in this state, and then all day long, 
they put on the, do people still listen to the radio? They put on Spotify <laughs> or the radio. Or our podcast. <laughs> or our podcast. No, they're empowered if they listen to our oh. podcast. That's true. Like when women sign up for the masterclass, the ones who came from the podcast answers were much more empowered than the ones yeah. that didn't, which was so cool. So good job. <laughs> okay. So but, they're not listening to the new truth. And yeah. Struggling. The ones that don't listen to the new truth. So the, the other billion people. <laughs> So they are struggling in their lives and then they put on a song and it's about unrequited love. And then they watch a movie and it's about unrequited love. And then they watch a show and it's about everyone fighting to be perfect enough to get the guy. And then they go on Instagram and see all these happy couples and they consume all these messages. Right. Obviously, like it's not rocket science to, to, to see that and be like, obviously they're going to be like, Oh, that's the answer. If I just get that thing. And then everyone around them's like, are you still single? How are you still single? Like, why aren't you dating? You're such a catch. And, and society's pushing them into a relationship. And meanwhile, like there's this part of you that deep, like this part of your, that little, it's really the kid inside. It's your saboteur feeds it for sure. But that little girl inside who's watched princess movies since she was a kid, she's like, right. yeah, that's when I'll get rescued. And then I'll feel I'll feel so much better once the guy shows up or the woman shows up, once I get love, once I fall in love, once I, once I, once I, once I, right. and they're saying the same thing about their vacation. I'll feel good once I'm on vacation. Yes. I'll feel good once I get home at the end of the day. I'll feel good once I get fresh Botox. I'll feel good once I get my hair done. I'll feel good. I'll feel good. And all of these things, like it's that you get, we get these little hits, like we're addicted to the hits of the high where, yes. okay, you meet a guy, like I went on a great date and I felt, I actually really grounded. I did feel a little bit high after cause it was so fun and it was just such a great connection and playful and laughing. And it was just such, such a great experience. And then I left and I have so many practices that I do to anchor it back to me rather than let my saboteur and the little girl inside be like, Oh my God, this guy, like, I hope I get another date. Like, I hope that he chooses me. Like, how can I be perfect enough for this stranger but it's like so deeply embedded yeah. so I, I I just wanted to paint that picture because it's no wonder if you are not committed and anchored and devoted to yourself and to like doing all the things that feel good to you. And like you and I just talked about before we hit record about how happy I've been since I got back to Greece and how different I feel and how happy you've been since you moved to Charlotte and left Boston and how different you feel. And like, that's what we are committed to is if something's out of alignment, we look at it, we go into it and we, we move literally and figuratively. So if you don't have mm -hmm. that devotional path, and you're not anchored. I mean, we've talked about the idea of being swept away or falling mm. in love. If you're falling or you're, you're probably drunk or if you're swept away, it just means you're not anchored in yourself. Right. And there's an immaturity about following every feeling. <laughs> like let, let's like, we have to, there's the wounded child and then there's just the childish mindset right? And there's the gift of the child, which is the innocence and the playfulness and the curiosity and the being present, but little kids just follow every feeling, right? Like there is no mature development of, okay, what's real and true. And I'm thinking, as I listen to you, that so much of the fairy tale, the problem is 
I want the thing that feels good, which of course only lasts for that six to eight weeks, maybe three months. And you don't tell the truth. You don't set boundaries. You don't reveal who you are. And then you wonder why the relationship ends or worse, you end up staying with that person. And then you wonder why you keep shrinking and self-sacrificing and, and then acting out all the patterns because we want to hang on to feelings. And I woke up this morning in my meditation practice. So the, so the first thing I'll say, the first thing to break free from the fairy tale is ready. Take responsibility for your fucking happiness. That's number one, right? The fairy tale tells you that you'll be happy in a relationship, but guess what? The main core relationship truth is your partner is not responsible for your happiness. And from inside of that, I'm a recovered codependent. I had to work so hard to believe that I deserve to be happy. Like, I really want to say that I I had to spend an entire year saying that to myself, Hmm. right? If you only know trauma, if you've only known codependency, it's really hard to even believe that you deserve to be happy and you absolutely freaking deserve to be happy. And you deserve a life that feels good. You deserve to be surrounded by friends that love and affirm you and support you. And then a relationship that feels good, but that's not made up of highs and lows all the time, but that is safe and stable, right? That that's first take responsibility for your happiness. And then when you're committed to feeling good, then you're actually paying attention, not to how high you feel because you're being romanced or love bombed on a first date but you're feeling the safety of what it's like to be yourself in the presence of another person. And that's the relationship that lasts. Yeah. And I think there was a second thing I was going to say, but now I can't remember. It'll come back. Cause I changed my open mind, but that's the, the, the first thing on how to break free is yes. take responsibility for your happiness and to recognize that if you're caught in wanting the fairy tale so bad, It's usually because you are avoiding pain or just avoiding your life in some way. So that that next step maybe would be to get radical, radically honest about, okay, what am I distracting myself from by obsessing about a relationship? Yeah. Distracting or trying to fill. It's like, it's, it feels like it's a third thing. There's yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I'm trying, I'm thinking back to when I was this Tarzan fantasy addict swinging from vine to vine, like one relationship, they'd last about a year and then I get bored and then I'd be on to the next one. I mean, gosh, so many. And I, I was chasing the high. So for me, it wasn't avoiding pain, but it was chasing the high because I didn't know myself. And so I couldn't be with myself. So I guess there's pain in that, but it was just like- just avoiding self. It was avoiding self. It was avoiding a void. And so I would just swing from relationship to relationship because it felt so uncomfortable and wrong to not be in one because of our conditioning. And so, and I, you know, I have parents who have a great marriage who've been together forever and they're the best. And so my programming was like, okay, got to have that. And all my aunts and uncles still together. Like I grew up in this weird bubble of North Vancouver where all my friends' parents are still married and mostly happy, like this, something in the water. I don't know. It was like this (laughs) weird little bubble. And so back then it was like, that's all I knew. I didn't know divorces. I didn't know, like, I just knew like these, everyone got married young and had kids and all my high school friends followed that suit. They all got married young and had kids and they're still married. And 
but my soul's not meant to experience that. But here I was like, not knowing who I was, not knowing my truth, not knowing myself in any regard, terrified to be alone. And then just swinging from vine to vine, like, okay, that looks fun over there. And then okay, that looks fun over there and just chasing these highs. But then in, it, it, it would go from, it was exactly what you said. It, it's the roller coaster. If you think about the metaphor of a roller coaster, like a roller coaster, you're not in charge. You don't know when it's going to go. Well, I guess you kind of know, cause you can see, but like, imagine you're blindfolded on a roller coaster. That's what it's like when your saboteur and the little kid inside of you is in charge. You're on a roller coaster and you're blindfolded. So you don't know when it's going to go upside down. You don't know when it's going to flip those rings and flip, whip you around. And you're just being whipped around by life. So you're a passive victim to life and you're like chasing the high of the roller coaster, but it also comes with the lows. And when you're in your, in my work, I call it your heroine, but like when you're connected to your own soul and your own self and your own sovereignty and your life journey is about that and is about your relationship with you and all these amazing relationships come into your life and they add to it and they you know with friends we're not like oh my I'm not like Catherine oh my god I want to be with you forever I just trust that like we're going to keep unfolding together and it's going to be this amazing thing and so it, it the journey becomes about expansion and contraction so in the moments of contraction that's when we tend to ourselves when we give ourselves what we need and we ask ourselves what we need and we love ourselves up and then we come back to expansion. And so that's what I'm getting to experience is like dating right now for me. It's really fun. I mean, I'm not on Bumble anymore. I just chose to be off it, but the few dates and the few people I'm getting to know and someone, someone asked me out at a coffee shop yesterday and like, I'm, I'm getting to see and experience myself and I'm not like, looking for a husband, looking for a boyfriend, looking for, I'm not looking for anything. I'm literally just using this as an opportunity to learn more about me. And then even when you get into relationship, like you and your inside of your marriage, you're not like Andrew, okay, you're the one who's here to make me feel sexy. Who's here to make me turned on. Who's here to make me happy. You're, you are taking responsibility for that. And then he of course meets you there. Like that's being met in partnership when you know how to take responsibility. So for those of you that are listening that are single, this is a really good time because it's easier to do this work and to deepen your relationship with yourself when you don't have a partner. So do it now. And face, like it's such a vulnerable thing, right? You're all here because you can feel the message in your bones, right? Like even if you were inside of wanting the fairy tale and inside of our bullshit romantic culture, all of a sudden we've given you permission to not have to live that way, right? And so the other thing I wanted to say around what you just said about knowing yourself is, I think I said before in another episode that self-love is like your greatest boundary and your greatest protection because I, the love, the blindfold roller coaster metaphor, because that's toxic relationship. Yeah. Right. And so again, it's not your fault. They're absolutely your childhood things that bring you into being drawn to a toxic relationship, but it's also our culture, big grand gestures. Yes. Right. And then a few days <clears throat> where you're not talking to the person or they're treating you like shit. And then all of a sudden they apologize and you fall back in love, right? Like that you don't have to be blindfolded on a roller coaster. And fantasy is actually what's happening in your brain when you fantasize is your brain's trying to gain some sense of control. Yeah. So all healing actually brings you out of the fairy tale. 
That's why Kate and I do what we do in our groups and with individuals. It actually is breaking free from cultural conditioning, right? And your childhood conditioning that says who you are is not enough. You have to behave a certain way in order to be loved. And then you chase what you think is love in a fairy tale, but no one ever actually feels seen when it's inside the fairy tale. Because if you're chasing to feel a certain way, you're in trouble rather than being able to ride the waves that life includes all feelings, right? I I had the most amazing um, conversation in my uh, dating decoded group where I talked about how no one even knows how to just name their feeling anymore. There's all these stories around it. There's all this like big energy around it. And literally I'm, this woman was sharing in the group and I just looked at her and I was like, sounds like you're disappointed. And it was like, what? I'm like, just say it with me. I feel disappointed that that didn't work out the way I thought it would. Okay. Why can't that be enough? Right. Like, why can't we say after a great date, I feel so good after a great date and let it be enough. And for me, that's what emotional maturity is. Yeah. Right. We, if, if you're emotionally mature, you can hold all those feelings and just name them without dropping into despair when something bad happens or something doesn't go your way. And then you fall apart and now you're a victim of life. Or when something good happens, you want to grab onto it, right. To make it last forever which is what we think a fucking wedding day is. Oh, I'm going to hang on to this feeling forever. We still have to do that episode. Your wedding day is not the best day of your life. That means everything is downhill after that day. So like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Right. But we, we are fueled by the fantasy is fueled by hope and promise rather than standing on your two feet and actually recognizing. And the worst thing the fairy tale did was not teach us that love is action, right? Love is a verb. And Andrew and I actually effort in our relationship every single day, not from tiresome exhaustion to make something work and try to keep it something that's broken together, but we get that it's alive. Like that's what it means to be alive in your life. And most women, again, it's you break free from the fairy tale when you stop waiting. Yeah. Like this is your life. And we always say this, what is more magnetic than a happy woman? right? What's more magnetic than being on a date and talking about how much you love your life and what is more not repulsive because that's really a strong word, but what is more repelling Repelling. than sitting on a date where someone can feel that you're desperate to get married, desperate to have a baby, desperate to have a relationship and that you're totally using that person to make you feel good. No one wants to go on a second date. They can feel that. Even if you think you're not actually projecting that, if you're still holding the fairy tale in your heart, that, that was for me, the biggest pain of the fairy tale that didn't teach us how to love. And then that's the pain of all these romance fucking TV shows is you only see the like two seconds of just really good feelings, which aren't even grounded in reality. So then we think that that's all there is rather than love ebbs and flows. And we have hard days and some days I don't feel connected, but I know how to reconnect. And then most of all, I remembered my first thought. Yay. Um, (laughs) When you're chasing the fairy tale, you're chasing intimacy with one person. So how to break free from the fairy tales, get honest with yourself about how connected you are in your life. Yeah. That another protection, another freedom from the fairy tale is having many friends and a purpose and a community and most of all spirituality that brings you into connection with something bigger than yourself so that you don't make a partner God. Cause that's what's happening in the fairy tale. 
You put everything on one other person to make you happy, to be your savior, to make you feel good, to, to take responsibility for your life. And then literally to be God. And then you wonder why you then it doesn't last, right. Or those feelings don't last. And then you chase the next thing. And exactly. We're just chasing the idea of the thing rather than experiencing the thing. So like, if I think back to the Tarzan thing that I used to do, I was chasing the highs and then I would feel so anxious and then I would chase the high. And then I would feel so anxious and bad about myself and insecure and jealous and crazy. And then I would chase the high and it was just this perpetual cycle. But now I embody it's and high isn't the word, but like, I mean, I could compare it to ecstasy, like how I feel I'm like turned on right now, just having this conversation. I think I said that last week on the, whenever the sex episode was, but like my body is lit up and not in every moment. Like if I'm feeling, I had loneliness last Friday come up and like just the feeling of missing my sisters, my community, my friends and living in a new city. And I just cried in the shower for like 45 minutes and felt it and really deeply went into the feeling, not the story. And then it shifted. And then I was singing Les Miserables in no time and (laughs) dancing around my apartment to Mamma Mia and like, just, you know, moving through it. And because I am so committed to that and have so much self-awareness and have so many skills to get me back into that place, I, I don't need anything. And I know I've said this before on the episodes, but like, it's true. And it's the most empowering place to be because I'm not showing up on a date like, hey, I want to feel good. Can you make me feel good? Hey, I want a husband. Can you give me a husband? And the, the, I get to experience the whatever the universe has in store, which is so fun. It's like, whoa, where am I going to go? Who am I going to Like, what am I going to experience? And it, there's no attachment to the future. It's like, I trust that the future is because my life does just keep getting better. The more I devote myself to myself and to my experience, the better my life gets. And, and, and that's not, it can sound lonely, but isn't me you're sitting alone in your basement. Like my life is full with people and experiences and clients and connections and the podcast and so many things that bring me joy and so many beautiful experiences that I have every day. So I don't have that feeling of chasing the high because I'm not coming from emptiness. So I just think of like, think about all the dates that you've been on where you can feel someone else attaching to the fairy tale. It's like, it's actually rude. (laughs) It's mean. It's It's like you're sitting there projecting. That's what the fantasy addict in the saboteur archetypes is. The fantasy addict isn't actually in the experience. They're projecting a story in their mind onto the other person. And we do it with everything. And we do it in 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 a painful way too, like projecting stories onto other people. Um, but ultimately like, imagine you show up on every date as an empty vessel and you're like a filled up empty vessel. So I don't know if those can go oh, ahead. Just open, truly your heart open. is full. Your heart is full, right. but your vessel's empty. You're not like, you're not actually, you don't have an agenda. agenda. Like these are, these are tools of letting go of the, the fantasy and fairy tale story is like. I mean, you got, you said spirituality, you've got to learn how to trust the universe. Like if you're trying to control your future, that's also the controller fantasy addict combo, dangerous lethal combo. They're all dangerous because they rob us from actually feeling good. Um, but like that combo of trying to control your future and being so attached to it, looking a certain way is not 
who you really are. Like that is who you've been taught to be. My new brand I've talked about is the unscripted woman because women have been living these scripts. And when a woman lands on my doorstep and we start working together, it is like the journey of first untangling her from who she thought she was supposed to be in the world. And I track these women who've like mostly done a really good job of playing the part of who they were supposed to be. And now they're like, that's empty. That's lifeless. That's painful. That's toxic. The, the fantasy. So like, okay, here's some tips that just came to me. Definitely when you watch these shows, cause I watch them mostly because I love to talk about them here. <laughs> I don't watch all of them, but I watch them. Watch them from this lens. Watch reality TV shows and love stories from the lens of what we're talking about. Listen to love stories and sing them to love songs and sing them to yourself. One of my favorite, I think it, it's Adele. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the song in this moment, but we played it at the immersion and the women were singing it to themselves. And it's like the most beautiful words. It's so codependent if it's for a partner, but it's so, it's like, I would walk to the ends of the earth for you. I would die for you. Like it, it's, it's very dramatic, mm. but if you're singing it to the little girl inside, like, Hey, I've got you. And no matter what happens with love, if a partner shows up or doesn't show up or they show up and then they leave or life brings us apart or whatever happens, I have you like learning how to have yourself. Everything, everything like belong to you, you belong to you. Learning how to have a relationship with yourself is the most important thing in the world. And guess what? It makes for way better relationships. I think of even in our relationship, we're so close because we bring, even when stuff comes up between us, we bring it to each other and we cry and we work through it and we own our sides. And we like, we do our relationships so honestly and so integrously and so um, vulnerably. And that's what I do with all my close girlfriends. And that's why we're so close. Whereas most humans, right. especially women, well, no men too, but we're talking mostly to women here, um, are operating from protection in all relationships, even in friendships. When you break free from the fairy tale, you're not giving up love. No. Right? And to the child, better the love. child, the, the child perspective is that love is that, that love is big romance, big highs, big intensity. And I love what you just talked about with our relationship, because I was going to say, and then I love you more, right? yeah, then we fall exactly. in love more deeply with every, yeah. with every vulnerable conversation, with every real commitment to each other, with every real um, you know, when, when we're in truth with each other, then we have the actual love that exists when people are fully who they are. And so watch out for the part of you. Cause oh my God, the tantruming child, when we say, I mean, this is a thousand times like, Oh, you're saying that I can't have romance. Like, no, you just actually won't fall for big grand gestures that are not rooted in reality. You won't fall for the narcissist when you are free from the fairy tale. You'll actually see, you know, one of my, my spiritual teacher, said to me one um, many, many years ago, my Course in Miracles teacher, he said, Catherine, love is the little things. Love is the little things. And then I started tracking the little things with Andrew and actually seeing all the little ways he was demonstrating his love for me. Whereas my ex was all the, was the roller coaster. 
big grand gestures. You take me to Marion Williamson and then like wouldn't talk to me for a few weeks. He wrote me like 10 pages of memories of our relationship and then would disappear <laughs> and tell me like, so you have to watch out. Like it's not giving up love. It's actually stepping into real love, real which love. includes it all, which includes being seen and known for who you are. And the other, why spirituality is so important because pretty much every freaking religion since the beginning of time, but I especially love Buddhism these days. I've been reading a lot of Buddhist literature and meditation books. Presence is a spiritual practice, right? So you keep, you, we're talking about projection and the, and the fantasy attic never being like really there. That's the thing I wanted to bring in that the work of our lifetime is disciplining our mind to be in the moment, right? Because the truth of life is everything changes. You know, I have a client right now working with the mantra that my life does change in an instant because she gets so attached to whatever's happening in a moment, right? Her despair or disappointment. How about, so that's the new mantra. Actually, my life is always changing, right? But you can be present and savor and take in what's happening and then know that the next thing it's going to change and then it's going to change. And then your life keeps getting better and struggles are still a part of life. But when you are connected deeply with other people, that's actually how you handle them. Imagine that, right? You get through what is painful and difficult in your life with other people. That's why there's billions of people on the planet because we're designed to actually be there for each other. No one's designed to live in their freaking apartment by themselves with one person doing what an entire village is supposed to. Yeah. So that's the last thing I wanted to say. Wait, no, there's one more thing because <laughs> we, we haven't actually said this yet that when the fantasy addict and the fairy tale chase is to feel worthy and enough. Yeah. Right. Outsourcing, externally sourcing, not only feeling good, but feeling valuable and important. So how you break free from the fairy tale, how you will not fall for the fairy tale or a toxic person is when you know that you have inherent value as a woman, that who you are is enough. And then guess what? You will attract someone who reflects that truth back to you yes. rather than attracting the person who just reinforces your limiting belief about yourself. Yeah. yeah that is like every, I see this. Oh my God. I've seen this a million times with myself and clients. Every time we shift what's happening inside of us at the, everyone around us changes. Some people fall away. Some people evolve with us. Some relationships deepen, but everything is an inside job. Like absolutely yes. everything you're attracting is a reflection of a something that's going on inside of you. And if you're always chasing the fairy tale, then you like, you will never, you said it's rooted in not feeling worthy and not feeling good enough. You will never feel that because you're, it's like you're chasing the heroin to feel good. And then you'll feel horrible the next day because it's actually taking your life force. It's not giving you life force. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. As long as you think, once I have the guy, once I have the relationship, once I have the thing, then I'm Whatever. going to feel good. Then I'm going to have made it. Then I'm going to feel like I matter and I'm important. And it's not true. You won't. And you'll keep chasing it. You'll never stop chasing it. And so that's why it's the call home, not to mention the fair, the, the princess prince dynamic, like the fairy tale are children, they're children. That's not a king and a queen. It's a princess and a prince. And you'll stay trapped in that paradigm in your relationship. If you think they're responsible for how you feel, if you think, you know, you get swept off your feet in the beginning and you're all high about how great they are. And then the moment they don't show up for you, the moment you don't feel the same way. Now you look to them to feel that way because they're responsible for you. They're not responsible for you. Nobody 
is responsible for you. This is your life. <laughs> this is your life. And you're, on, you're with us on the New Truth Podcast because you are ready to take full responsibility for your life. So watch the fairy tale stories and watch them from the saboteur inner child perspective, watch them from the new truth perspective and, you know, assess, you're watching the bachelor, assess who's in fantasy addict, who's the self-sacrificer, who's the controller, like use these tools that we teach you on this podcast to shift how you're seeing things rather than getting swept away by the fantasy addict in your head. Oh my God. I want to love like on Bridgerton. I want to love like on all like on Instagram, whatever. It's like, if you're in fantasy and you're disconnected, like that's your job to start watching it from a different perspective. And then take, like you said, take responsibility for your own happiness, for your own life, for how you feel and use dating as a practice to keep deepening your relationship with yourself and your understanding of all your patterns and take ownership of how you feel. I went on a date. I had a great time. I got home. And those were all my feelings, my heart, my joy got activated, my turn on got activated, my excitement, my like sparkle got activated. It wasn't him. That's me. That's who I am. Not him. Right. He doesn't get, he doesn't get to have that. That's mine. So that's, yeah, there's a open, lot. Open, open hands. Like I, I just, yes. I keep having that, that yes. image of, can I just hold and receive this moment? And then this moment, and then this moment, and then this moment, and remember that everything changes. And if you are struggling to break free from the fantasy or know who you are, then that's why we are here for you. We have group programs, one-on-one -on -one work. It is totally the final message of this episode is it is possible to not only break free from the fairy tale, but have love in your life, just not in the way that you've been trained to think about it. Yes. So. More meaningful, richer, deeper love. It's not about shutting down from love because people who are shut down from love that are like, well, I'm not a fan. They probably didn't even listen to this episode because they think they're not. And it's just because they're shut down. It's about learning how to live a life of love. So we love you. So if you know and a woman who's shut down, give her a yes. nudge and send her yes, <laughs> And love share this you. episode with all your friends as always. Um, thanks for listening. We love you and we'll see you next week. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.